where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Danny Mack and Jay Delsing, Sunday morning, 8 to 10, talking golf here on 101 ESPN. Brooke, Dan, and Randy, and Jay joins us now. And Jay, I know you listen to the show, so I want to ask you first of all, is there any sports event that happened a while ago, whether you were involved with it or not, that sticks in your craw like that? Don Deckinger. There you go. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. This, yep. this comes to mind. I, I, it took me five years to get over that. Yeah, I, I think most people, I, I, you, you haven't, you, it's, to bring it up so quickly, you haven't gotten over it. Nah, you know, you know, Randy, I also had about, a, about an eight-foot putt to take the lead on the 72nd hole at Memphis that I hit just a tiny bit too soft, and I'm not over that either. Uh, and that <laughs> it didn't go I, in, but it looked really good. I, I, I totally can relate. Well, not I can't relate at that level, but I can understand where you're coming from because I'm sure that you look in your mind's eye right now and you see that putt rolling, right? I do, and I and, and the funny thing is, guys, I hit this this shot in from the fairway. I I was 160 yards away, walking to the green, and I already knew how the putt was going to break, and I already knew I was going to make it. I just had it all figured out in my head. I was just trying to relax myself as much as I could, and yeah. And then Jim Gallagher made about a. Of course, I'm over this too. Jim Gallagher <laughs> made about a 25 foot putt on the last hole to beat me by a stroke, and I remember getting in the car. And my daughter said to me, Dad, and Jim Gallagher's oldest daughter, was her name was Mary Rose. And they said, Dad, what did Mary Rose's dad do to you? <laughs> I, I, I said, I'm not sure, girls. I don't think Mary Rose's dad did anything. I, I didn't know what to say. I couldn't bear. I could barely talk. <laughs> well, Jay, speaking of moments that people won't forget, I don't know if you saw this, but during the opening round yesterday at the American Express, Adam Shank's second shot on the 16th oh, hole yeah. landed in a spectator's drink. Right in a cocktail. Yeah. Yes, that was that? absolutely crazy. And it led to a birdie for him, actually. Where's the craziest spot that you've seen a ball land that was still in play? Well, well, Brooke, I had three older sisters growing up and a mom that had more I mean if she, if my mom would have had any more clothes in the house we'd had to get rid of a kid because <laughs> my mom was a was a clothes horse and I had a shot at Hartford into a woman's handbag and you know you're, you you she was not in the fairway so I you know I went out there and I'm I'm looking in this bag and I'm like what do you have in here? <laughs> there was so much gear in there, you know. And she's like, "Well," and I'm like, "I don't want. I don't really want to know." You know, I just had to get a. <laughs> I, I had to get an official and get figure out what to do and and drop and everything. But man, this woman had like a hair dryer and she had another purse and had all sorts of. You know, and I was like, 
You got any money in here? She goes, nah, I don't care where the money was. <laughs> How long did it take to find the ball? Because I, it's funny, Rocchio just literally looked over at me because I have this giant bag right next to me just full yeah, what of do you things. Guys do it all that? I, yeah, you in, know. in case of emergency, you never know when you might need a hairbrush or, <laughs> I don't know, extra snacks, computer, I, crazy things. Now you're talking to four guys right now, myself, Danny Mac, Randy, and Rock. We need help. There's an emergency around every corner, and we just kind of wing it when that yeah, happens. But when the ball went in the the, the 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 purse, I wasn't going in the purse. I just I just was like, okay, and I called an official, and he's like, where is it? And I go, it's in there. And so he got he got he got it out, and and um, and you didn't I take a penalty, up. right? That you don't get a penalty. No, for no, that. Pe- no penalty. No, no penalty. No, no penalty. You you have to uh, you don't get to place the ball. You get to drop it because it wasn't actually sitting on the ground. Which I learned that, you know, when you hit a bunch of wild shots on the PGA Tour, you pretty much learn the, the rules in a very weird way. But you learn a lot about the rules when uh, some of the guys that hit it a lot straighter than you do probably don't know them. Jay, as you probably well know, Bernard Longer announced that this year will be his last Masters. And he's played in something like 587 percent of the masters that the players all the players have played in it's amazing the stat in terms of how many masters he's played in and the amount of time he spent at augusta what has he meant to golf you think and what has he meant in particular to uh, pga tour champions well first of all danny that that is a gr- i was going to bring that up that is an amazing stat so if you think about it he's played with 60 per- let's just say 60 percent because it's very close 60 percent of the all-time players that have ever played in the Masters. So we are talking about legends, Hall of Famers, um, all sorts of – I mean, I I read that twice because I thought something was wrong with that stat because it was so – Yeah, it's incredible. It was was so remarkable. But I played with Bernard Langer a lot. He is the epitome of like a German machine. He is so methodical and he he doesn't make – any now he's got a the, one of the craziest putting strokes you've ever seen. If you watch him putt it, it literally could make you nervous. But <laughs> his ball still winds up somehow goes in. And what he's done is he beat Hill Irwin's uh, all-time record. He's got 46 wins on the Champions Tour. He's in. I think he's six. He's going to be 66 this year. And he he is he's incredibly fit and uh, just a super super nice human being. But but he's got I think over 110 worldwide wins. So he's just he's just kicked butt wherever he's gone. He's just nice a man, extremely quiet um and 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 and, and just uh we just used to call him the machine because he was just always there and always playing well. Hey, Jay, I, I read Rory McIlroy's idea for globalizing golf and taking tournaments away from the United States. I, I read that from a jingoistic point of view. And, yeah, there's some not major tournaments that could be taken away from the United States of America. But from a broad perspective, what do you think of Rory's idea to play tournaments in India and around the world rather than having most of the tour events here in the United States of America? Well, you know, Randy, that's the thing. that This is like wait for this decision to get made in this union, whatever the heck it's going to look like to get done, because that's what I think is going to come out of this thing, some sort of global world tour and I, I i don't know what it's going to look like i need to know what the details are like i mean i'm all for going to some of these places that have not 
you know, had the best players in the world and, and try to, trying to grow the game. But at what's the cost? And what does this whole thing look like at the end of the day? And the thing that I'm really concerned about, guys, this is probably the most crucial time in the history of golf, is who's going to be our partners? What is it going to look and look like? Who's in charge? And what happens to live? How do, and how do we get? How do we reunite this thing? I really believe they're going to unite it. I read these, this um, article that said there's a two billion dollar. I forget now they're calling it a different thing. Danny, we talked about this on the show. Like, not a, 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 it's a fund, you guys, that are getting to that, that the Saudis are putting together to pay the guys that didn't go to live. And I forget there's they've they've called it a couple of different names, but the whole thing is crazy because Randy, they are trying to to evaluate what the PGA Tour is worth. So all of our assets are worth. And if you think about it, we have right about fifty. Uh, TPC clubs around the country. We have all of these assets. We've got over 3,000 people that work for the PGA Tour. And what about all of our retirement money and all of these other things that would have to... I just I just don't know how you do it. And it, there's just it's just such a, a massive undertaking. I just I really don't know what's going to happen, at, what the fallout's going to be. How many sponsors are we going to lose? What events are going to go away? Are we going to lose... Like, say, the John Deere event, which is in Quad Cities, and a, a Midwestern event, crazy, well-supported by the community. It's the longest-running um, sponsorship that we have on, on, in the PGA Tour and on its calendar. And, again, it's not one of the most popular tournaments by the, by the, um, uh, the, the top 20 players in the world, but it, it means a hell of a lot to that community. And every year they raise between – you know, three and six million bucks to that community that really needs it. So there's just a lot at stake here. And, and a lot of the things that, that Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas and all the old greats kind of raised us to try to, to try to do for our communities is really at stake here. Jay, who do you guys have on the show on Sunday? We have Adam Betts. We, uh, and, and, uh, Brooke, we were talking about you and your golf journey down there and, and, uh, and um, Adam was smiling when he said he, he watched you come down and practice. It was, it was great. And we also have it was not good. Lucy. Yeah, he didn't say anything about the way you were hitting it, which is fine, Brooke, because, <laughs> because we all know it's a hard game. And then we have Lou Stagner on, who is a stat guy. He is the assistant coach for the Princeton golf team. But Lou breaks down handicaps. He breaks down the advanced metrics in the game of golf and tries to help people understand the, the strokes saved, um, uh, metrics and, and things like that. So we, we have a really fun conversation with Lou this weekend. Looking forward to that. Always good to have you on this show. Thanks so much for the time and have a great weekend. You guys too. Stay warm somehow. You too. See you <laughs> later. Jay Delsing with us on 101 ESPN. Come-